0: you <laughs> Happy Tag Tuesday. Happy Tag Tuesday. Here we are. <laughs> How are you? I'm
1: doing so great. I You're you look great. I look, I, I look a say. little tanner.
0: You do. You've been you've gotten some sun. I have. You look rosy. Uh-huh. I
1: decided to leave Southern California, which is usually always sunny, but hasn't mm-hmm. been. And we're mm-hmm. out at the desert in La Quinta. And it is a nice 82 degrees out here and beautiful sunny skies. Mm-hmm and I sat out by the pool today. Just got that initial shine off. Literally, I
0: was glowing enough that people from outer space could see me. <laughs> <laughs> Are there people in outer space? Is that what's happening? Supposedly, is that what this podcast everybody's is? <laughs> watching us right now. But, you know,
1: we I went with you a couple weeks ago. I was with you in, in Kauai, and I got kind of a nice little burn going on there. I pulled uh hod my husband which he usually doesn't put sunscreen on i did put sunscreen on but not enough when i was sitting by the pool Mm -hmm. with the the whole family that came over right right? and i just didn't pay attention and i got pretty burnt and i'm also peeling so i'm just glad to be here i'm happy that Mm -hmm. it's warm and sunny i can't
0: wait and you know just so happy it's almost easter It is almost Easter, yeah, by the time this, well, this will come out the week before Easter. So happy Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. Do you have have great Easter traditions at your house? I
1: do. I think we do. You know, I personally, and without getting religious, I, for me, Easter is the most sacred and amazing holiday because of what it represents. And, Mm -hmm. And so for me, I have always loved Easter, but like everybody, we have the traditions that are not part of the religious aspect that make sure. it kind of fun getting a new easter dress that's yes. always fun and i think you got your new easter dress here on the island i did i won't be wearing that to church because it's a little it's not really church
0: no it's a little not sportier but it's, it's sunny more like, um, sundressy it, it mm-hmm. it's it's just more casual it's casual, casual <clears throat> country club It's really cute. I'm going to
1: wear it. (laughs) I'm going to wear it out for, on Saturday, we're going to be doing a big extravaganza here at the club. And the kids are going to go and do the whole Easter egg hunt and the big thing with a big, it's all, I don't know what it is going to be about, but all the families coming. I just found that out, which is awesome. Yep. They are. They certainly are. So we're going to do a whole situation here. And our tradition is my kids are used to me, well, the Easter bunny. Hiding Mm -hmm. their Easter basket around the house, filled with all kinds of goodness. Not just find their basket, mm -hmm, they have to find Mm -hmm. their basket. And, um, I the Easter Bunny puts in chocolate and all the good stuff, but they Mm -hmm. uh, he also puts in Mm -hmm. sometimes extra stuff, like maybe a swimsuit or something like that.
0: Oh, (laughs) it (laughs) just depends.
1: It just depends. This year, Mm -hmm. not so much. So, Mm -hmm. if they're listening, um the Easter bunny is just going to be very traditional this year. It's been a while since my family has all been together. I mean, yeah. we usually yeah. have a Sunday dinner on Easter, but we haven't been together where we're going to spend a few days in a row together, all the kids and everything. So, I've got some decorations for the house. I bought these huge rabbit stencil feet rabbit feet stencils mm. from Oriental Trading and I also got some spray paint chalk spray paint
0: Mm -hmm. and you paint Mm -hmm. it so that it looks like the rabbit is bounced around in your yard now are you going to leave a a trap for the rabbit like a a cookie sheet with flour in it so that we know that he came up to the door and maybe looked inside that's what our easter bunny always did really he he looked inside these easter bunny feet are huge they're gigantic they're
1: gigantic so
0: i'm not sure if i'll do that but he's more of a hare than a bunny. He's more of a <laughs> he's like the kind that big. you see
1: when you're sitting on his lap at the mall. That's what oh, he. He's those, that big? That, he's pretty big. He's pretty
0: oh, big. I love it.
1: Yeah, love he's it. big. But we're also going to decorate our eggs and we're going to hide some eggs. I've got some big, huge, golden eggs that I will fill mm. with dollar bills. Yes, you know. Yes, everyone's going to want I,
0: that. I'm coming to Dee Dee's house. Yes, for Easter. you're
1: more than welcome. You're more than welcome. So Easter now, are is hopping. You, no Are pun a, intended.
0: Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. Are you a ham family? I am not for Easter. What do? You, what is your traditional Easter dinner? I don't really. If you're cooking. If I'm cooking,
1: I I would probably say like a roast. I don't know. We oh. don't really have a traditional. We used to do ham, like if I was all together with my family, but I'm not a ham lover. No, I'm not either. And I don't think your husband likes that kind of pork. He doesn't. Right? No. Yeah. No. So we're yeah. not really a ham family. I don't right. know what we will do. I personally will probably go get some steaks and yeah, just that do sounds, that hey. with some scalloped potatoes and maybe some baked beans and, oh, you know, deviled eggs. I've never
0: made deviled eggs, but you made <gasps> them for me and I might try it this year. They're easy. That's the thing. And it's easy to make it look like you, you're, you know, it's a million bucks. Yeah. Just a little bit of I,
1: bacon in there. It's yeah. all good. I think I'm going to try it. And Jacqueline's going to be out here too, so maybe she can help
0: me. Oh, they'll be delicious Yes, they then will. For sure. All right. So we got a little something special happening today. Just a little bit off the beaten track. We thought now is probably a good time to just talk about something that we both just love, which is watching shows on TV. We (laughs) want to watch them. We want to talk about them. One of the first things
1: that I was going to share with you that I've watched, and I don't think you've ever watched it or even heard that I've ever watched it because, I mean, it's not something I'm really proud of. It's almost Uh, like...
0: (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what she's going to say. Don't worry. It's not
1: <laughs> X-rated. Your kids can okay. still be in the car. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a series called Ginny and Georgia. It's Ginny as in G? G-I-N-N-Y and Georgia. Okay. And Ginny and Georgia is a comedy drama television series created um, on Netflix by a woman by the name of Sarah Lampert. Um, and it was released in February of 2021. So it was last year. And this series uh was renewed again for a second season and I watched that as well. So it, it came out in January of this year. So and what's the premise? The premise of is there's a fifteen year old Jenny Miller and her twenty three year old mother Georgia, along with Wait. hmm How old is Jenny? Jenny is fifteen and her mother is thirty. Oh, I thought you said twenty three. 15 and 30, so she okay, was 15. We're no math majors, but she was only 15 when she had her. Which Got it. So I, I watched it, and I'll tell you what the premise is. They moved to a fictional Massachusetts town by the name of Wellsbury um, for mm-hmm. a fresh start after Georgia's husband dies.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah, so then you you start... It's, it's almost like a comedy drama. It's a little absurd in, at times. It is it's a a very off color as far as I'm concerned, as far as, but it, it tends to be the trend of what's going on now in television when it's, there's, they're using teenagers. It's always been this way. Teenagers are always in the plot and their antics and their woes and their sex life and anything that goes with that is kind of exposed in these kind of dramas. Well, because we're in a place where we're in in society now I would say I kept watching it because it was it was somewhat interesting I was sick at the time when I started watching it so you just Mm kind of lay in there watching this but I wondered how popular it was. Well, it says in April of nineteen, April nineteenth, twenty twenty one, Netflix announced that more than fifty two million subscribers watched the first season of this series.
0: Oh my gosh! Yes, fifty. 50- never even heard of this. Well, you're one, not one of the fifty two million that really liked it. And so, are there actresses that? Sorry to interrupt. Um, there's do we know the actresses are they well-known people uh
1: i didn't know them but you might and i didn't write down who the actresses were on this but you can take a look i i I, they are very they're very i think the acting is well done um the writing i would say is okay i don't think it's super intelligent writing um Mm -hmm. that's just my opinion but i think it's worthwhile What's interesting about this, 52 million subscribers watched the first season of the series in the first
0: 28 days after its release. So they really went to town on this. They loved it. You know, to me that says I've seen everything and I just need something new and this is something new. It could be. You know, part of the premise, part of the reason I liked it at all
1: was because the main character... Uh, who is Georgia for me because I relate more to the mother than I did to the to the 15-year-old. To me, the mother was very likable and interesting. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. also, they, she, they do a flashback with her and she's a conniving survivor. She's mm. had a real hard life mm-hmm. and they show all about her through flashbacks and things like that. And so there's a younger version of her and oh, nice. as each of the seasons ends each season leaves you going oh what's next and right. the last one I watched was the very last one and you're like oh I'm sure season three is going to be answering all of these things so That's it keeps cool. you coming back for more so would I recommend it I would recommend it when you watch it you'll know immediately if you like it or not I would say right and yeah. if you do you turn it on you keep it on if you hate it you don't watch it anymore but I thought it was I thought it was interesting and good. Okay,
0: okay, that's good to know because it's I haven't heard of it. All right, well, my first recommendation is f- a documentary. It's Do you remember the uh, Waco? tragedy the Branch Davidians David Koresh do you remember that when that happened? I do
1: I remember Waco in particular I've always thought it was interesting that Waco now I think most people know Waco because of Magnolia Farms right and Joanna <laughs> yeah. Joanna Gaines and all of the positivity but for so many years Waco was kind of this so it's a pit yeah <laughs> well it was only because a pit it was horrible. very mysteriously yeah mm. you know dark because of this terrible incident that happened
0: Right. So there's a new documentary out. It just came out this year called um, Waco American Apocalypse. it's a it's a miniseries. It's on Netflix. It's produced for Netflix by our friend Tilla Russell, who's the same person that did the Night stalker documentary. Oh he oh, that Kurt, means it would be good. It's very good. Kurt Russell's son. Oh, it's Kurt Russell's son. Yeah. Oh. and it's it's really good now, just to just to give everybody a little heads up and a little warning. It's rough. If you don't remember it from 1993, which my husband has a very clear memory of how it went down. Mine was sort of clear, but not as clear as his. It's, um, there's, you know, there's little kids involved. And they interview them as adults. Some of the children who survived, a lot of the children died in the fire. Um, but there are people who live, there are people who got out, and they interview as many as they can. There's probably three or four main people. And it remains tragic. So just... Strap in. Know that it's not going to be a light romp through, you know, cult leader David Crush's life. Could that it's be possible? Very, <laughs> it's not. I was being sarcastic. Yeah, no, for it's, sure. It's it's a rough ride, but it's so well done, and they have. FBI agents who were there at the time there were you know all kinds of reporters that's because that's what Taylor Russell does he's really good at finding those reporters that covered it the first time a bunch of those people so it's a it's a really good in-depth look but it just it's it just reminds you of how awful it was so I love I love American apocalypse I love that he
1: um, uses reporters
0: Mm -hmm. and they were the ones reporting it right
1: they lived they have all the information yes Mm -hmm. i i love that we love that about the night stalker that was one of the reasons that night stalker documentary to me was so well done because it and it almost takes on a whole new life of its own when they go from the perspective of not just telling the story but with live people who were there who were experiencing Mm -hmm. it and i could only imagine that when you are Reporting on something this in-depth, this long in the making. I mean, because Waco took place and then you had to dissect it over and over and over again. And we're Mm -hmm. still talking about it all these many years later. Mm -hmm. And here we are. Those people lived it. Um, I was listening to a show, uh, to a talk radio show, and they were talking about a, a woman who they were interviewing her because she was a reporter that was doing the Scott Peterson trial and late that whole thing Mm -hmm. and there's been so many new kind of things coming about about him trying to get out of jail and people trying to help him show his Mm -hmm. innocence his sister in particular is on his side Mm -hmm. for this long story short she was talking about how she as a young reporter actually moved right so into a new city so that she could be close to where all of this was taking place and she talked about how she lived and breathed all of these things that were going on and it made me think about it for a while after I listened because I never really put that together and I I know Mm -hmm. that seems naive but and you as a reporter would probably be able to speak to this but us you know regular people who aren't part of that
0: we just listen to a story and we move on right when you're doing something like moving to, I assume she moved to Modesto so that she could cover it, something like that, mm-hmm. that it, it does. I never had that experience, thank goodness. But there's always traumatic stories along the way. I think of the reporters who are covering the Chad and Lori Daybell mm-hmm. lawsuits that are that are hitting, hitting court like this month, I think, is when they're actually going to start getting tried. Um, they're, man, they're camped out there. And it's they're going to hear details about stuff that you will never be able to get rid of and that's what i think with this waco documentary that's what's so good about bringing these people in the siege went on for 51 days a lot of those reporters were there for 49 Mm -hmm. of the 51 days you know or even longer and um so they have definite uh memories that are there's yeah there's a lot of talk about the government and how the government reacted and how they probably should have reacted and then what everybody saw and it it was a total cluster uh, in a lot of ways even the FBI is like it wasn't our finest moment but those reporters are the ones who were just like here's what we saw and you know they haven't they're very sure of their recollection and it's it's really cool it's really really cool to hear them talking about it how long is the series is it like multiple it's just three oh good no, it's just three episodes that's it's just three you're done with it it's right. like an hour each not even an hour each and then you're done with it because that's really you can only dip a toe in and then get <laughs> out or it's gonna get rough in the old uh, psyche <laughs> yeah
1: that's uh that's good to know i i think i'm gonna watch that that sounds like a good good recommendation okay so I'm going to go to something probably not as dark but also sure. not very light. Um, oh. But it, this, is on, this is something that I ended up watching on um, Prime, Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's called Jamestown. And it's about the founding of Jamestown, Virginia back in 1607. Hmm. And you start going back to 1607. First of all, when I'm reading a book, I love historic fiction. Mm-hmm. I love when an author can take the root of all of this history and put his historic facts with fictional people to make you really understand it and believe it and i'm I'm sold whenever I can find a good and if they throw in a love story, oh all the better-. <laughs> I'm all in. So this is
0: based, it's based on things that actually happened that we know are historically accurate. And then there's like character development of people that may or may not have existed kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I would say loosely it is accurate. And when you read the, when you read the reviews and when you watch it yourself, you know that it's, I think there was a lot of liberties taken by Mm -hmm. the director and the developer of the story. I started yeah. listening. I started looking it up when I started watching the show. I always like to see how accurate it might be. For example, mm-hmm. I watch a lot of the Queen, the things that happen with like yes. Queen Victoria and things like that. I watch all yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. I always get my phone out and I start Wikipediaing it just to see <laughs> if we're in sync with really what's going on. Right, Jamestown. I think number one is so long ago that depending on the history book you're reading or the wikipedia version you're reading or whatever you're reading you're going to get some good and some bad again this is pbs and so (laughs) it was the thing i liked about it was it wasn't it was harsh because the Mm -hmm. time and place was were harsh yeah the people were fairly believable a little bit um but it takes place in, in actually 1619, 12 years after men had founded it. And the, what had happened in Jamestown at six, in 1607 is that men had founded it. And then 12 years later, they paid for women to come over. They paid for their passage for women to come over and marry them.
0: Yeah, we got to populate this place. We got
1: to populate this place. Now, yeah. the first thought that came to my mind when I heard about <laughs> this... Was, hmm, 12 years is a really long time for only men to be there. Was it only men for sure? Yes. For 12 years. For 12 years. They were tougher back then. Uh, I just kept thinking, hmm, things were going on that probably were not great. I can't imagine.
0: <laughs> well, just, there, were na- there were Native Americans in, in the hood. That was there were some Native Americans area. there. I was just yeah. thinking
1: women and men, men need women. Mm. And I just kept thinking, this could have been really bad. But anyway, I won't go into any of that. But So the summary summary of this Jamestown is, in 1619, 12 years after men founded the colony of Jamestown in 1607, women arrived from England, duty-bound to marry the men who had paid for their passage. Among the women are Jocelyn, Alice, and Verity. These are fictional characters, who arrive Mm. with little idea of what the future holds or the disruption
0: that they are about to bring to the settlement. The women are bringing a disruption to the settlement. Yeah, and
1: what happens is, again, <laughs> the liberties... I mean, let's keep it interesting and a little bit fun, lighthearted. You know, one of the women is a conniving woman who has been betrayed by men, and she is out for revenge. And she's oh. also somewhat of an aristocrat in those days. She had some money. She came there because she had been shamed, She gets there and she's going to prove that, you know, women could rule the roost. And to be honest with you, watching it just made me really appreciate the fact that we are at this time and place, number one, running water, number two, toothbrushes, we could wash our faces. We cared about that kind of, those kind of things. And also because women were basically, you had nothing. Mm -hmm. You were just a thing you were paid for you were brought over and you're going to listen to what your husband says. The very first I can imagine
0: what was that lady's name? Did she have a name? The woman who her name was her name was Jocelyn. Okay, Jocelyn immediately gets there and all the men are filled with regret that they brought her over cuz she's just stirring the pot. Right? Well, the
1: the beautiful she's... thing about this, all these women are beautiful first of all, the three that came of over. Course. You know, they they look like people who they everyone wants to fall in love with. They're not mm-hmm. dirty. Mm-hmm. right you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you sit there and you're like okay their teeth are bright white you know what I mean like it's that's it's a little bit of that if you want to get yeah. if you just want to be entertained just sit back and let it happen and that's what I did I okay. don't get into too much I did do a little bit of the history behind it and realized this is not a historic version of accurate. this and I'm not looking yeah. for that I'm looking for entertainment night after night so I'm not going to worry about that very the reviews were 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 mixed. The show is an expensive soap opera, the Guardian yeah. said, right? But found sure. the show to be fun. Um, the Financial Times questioned the accuracy of the show, especially the portrayal of women. Which mm-hmm. exactly? I mean, they, mm-hmm. they 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 touched on that. They touched on the Native American side quite a bit. Um, there mm-hmm. is a very great interaction between the two. I cu- I couldn't tell if it was accurate or not. I mean, it, it showed the one part that I know was accurate was how the English were going to tame the, the natives and they took and took and took and they were disrespectful Mm -hmm. and terrible to those groups. So they do, they do provide somewhat of, you know, an accurate picture of that. But if you want to be, if you want to be entertained, if you want Mm -hmm. to actually really love the characters because I think that they built up the characters and made them very likable and Mm -hmm. you want to follow the story there's three seasons so there's a long time to binge you can go for days and days and binge it which Mm -hmm. I like because then you don't have to think about what you're watching and the third season there might be a fourth season but they have not mentioned that and Mm. every season as they're involved with it they have been saying that there's going to be another season this time they did not say that so, no. it might not be something that's going to happen.
0: I hope it does everybody, everybody at the Jamestown Colony got scurvy, and that was the end of them.
1: Well, the very end of the whole show is them up in their fort. they've they've closed the gates, and there's going to be a massive there's going to be a massive massacre with Indians by the
0: American Indians by the
1: American Indians and yeah. I think that's what actually happens to is it I, I'm not sure exactly I'm not really up on my 1600 history, history? like I should be I apparently
0: miss, yeah, I um that day.
1: but it, it it makes you think it's I think it's well done. You can watch mm-hmm. it. Not you're not going to hear a lot of. There's no cuss words. There's, you know, it's because it's PBS. It's well done without being vulgar yeah. in any way. So right. I think it's a good recommend. I liked it. I thought it was well done enough for me to be entertained.
0: Yeah. So you said it was PBS, but where? If I'm going to stream it, you're gonna go to am going to go to Amazon Prime. Amazon. Okay. But you have to, to purchase know. it.
1: Yeah. And That's, I, I mean, sometimes it's just worth. I think it. it was like twenty bucks. And again, I, I did it because. I want to watch it. Sure, you know me. So I, I, I hate to pay for everything that you're watching, but sometimes you got to give in.
0: Yes, you know Denise. Our, <laughs> our Denise made a very strong stand not long ago. I, I recommended something. I think it's the on to Talk about oh, was it Hulu? Mm-hmm. That's the one you don't have. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I'm not paying for another streaming service," and she meant it. I did. I haven't got it yet. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, right. I'm gonna get it from my, my one of my kids and just sign in on their account. Shh, they're listening. Don't, oh, don't, are you not allowed to do yourself? That? Oh, you're not supposed to. Oh, anyway, I'm sure Denise will pay for it on the back end. Don't worry, <laughs> don't, about don't it. worry. I pay so. for everything. <laughs> it's true. So, Jamestown, good wreck. I love it. Um, all right. I love any British mystery show. Mm. I love the British, I love the, their writing, I love the acting. It's all good. So much so that, yes, I did buy another streaming service. I, I now belong to Brit Box. Oh, because they have all these great beautiful, um I don't know what you'd call them, sort of not murder mysteries, but there's always a mystery. Someone did something to someone in a little village. The latest one I'm hooked on is called Shetland. That's not the one I'm gonna recommend because I'm I can't recommend getting another streaming service. And in order to get some of those shows, you absolutely have to have Brit Box or Acorn. Don't do that. I've never heard um, of Acorn unless you really want to. I've never Acorn, yeah. I've never even mm-hmm. heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of British. The British make good television and make good movies. I've I've been somewhat of a fan, but never enough to go purchase BritBox. I don't think. Yeah, but maybe they I... do good TV. They do good TV. Lots of good writing. The writing mm-hmm. is very like in depth, and, and their shots are sort of long and they take longer than you yeah, know. They're American not in a rush. TV. No, and sometimes you don't want. Slow pastoral fields, you know, with one little car doot, mm-hmm. doot, doot, going along. That sometimes you just don't want that, but sometimes it's a, it's really nice to have. So anyway, um, the series I'm going to recommend though is called CB Strike. Mm. CB like Breaker Breaker mm-hmm. Strike, <laughs> and it's it's on HBO Max, which is another oh jeez mm, streaming service which Sorry, I don't I have. Just, I just swore I wasn't going to recommend buying a new streaming service, but I think you can get most of most of the series on uh prime on the amazon prime channels but what they do and i don't know if you guys have noticed this but you can get like season one and then season two i get four five and six i know and if i wanted one through three of season two i have to buy it or something like that They're so dumb. That i hate that if you want to see the whole thing it's on hbo max uh prime video yeah. I discovered this in 20, mm, 2019, I think. Hmm. It's been around since 2017. They're on their fifth season, I think. They've got seasons one through four that are out now, and then I think they're working on a fifth season. But it's about a war veteran who turned private detective, and he solves m- murders and, you know, different things like that. It's all p- takes place in London and in the out you know outlying areas. And, of course, his partner, his trusted partner is a beautiful red-headed woman of course that of course he isn't like he can't help himself he's in love with her and there's you know there's always something in the way so there's that part of it too that's like oh there's that tension and then they're solving murders and it's they they really though you can tell they really like each other it's really cute their interaction is really cute Um, it's not it's not funny it's not lighthearted. it's a it's a murder mystery detective-solving show. But anyway, I it's one of my favorites. It's called CB Strike. And it's two British actors that I've never seen or heard of before this. And um, it's on HBO Max or Amazon Prime. So check it out. That sounds like a good one. I like it. It is. Yeah, I like it when they have
1: um, chemistry. Chemistry. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be any kind of sexual chemistry, just some right. kind of chemistry, friendly banter. Are they doing that kind of stuff or are they, do they play off mm-hmm. each other really well? Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I love and that. he
0: has like, he's a real tough guy because he's a war veteran. He's a combat veteran who has a, a very serious injury from, I won't spoil it, but he has very serious injuries from that. And he, <laughs> Denise, but he's very like into her and, she's she's not a high maintenance person but when she says something he listens and it's quite it's very very charming i was gonna say it, it sounds it's charming like, it's very sweet it's very sweet like it. the way he pays attention to her and it's, nice. it's, it's it's cute that's so anyway yeah, that's it well i was at your house when i started yeah. this whole i Uh-oh.
1: went down a rabbit hole i was in i was in i was in the bedroom and you guys have your all your streaming services hooked up to Um, the television and Mm -hmm. it was the day that I got heat stroke remember and I wasn't feeling good yeah is
0: that what we decided it is yeah it was heat stroke it was was, dehydration
1: I was dumb I didn't drink enough water and I just got myself all I eat hot dogs and I didn't drink enough water and look what happens (laughs) I eat a puka dog and then I was like (laughs) down for the count
0: that's the best thing i've ever heard eating hot dogs
1: didn't drink enough water bad combination dehydrated
0: and eating hot dogs
1: yep anyway while i was in there just kind of you know trying to like get out of this place that i was in i turned on a show that was called um 1883 Mm -hmm. i hadn't heard of it i didn't know anything Mm -hmm. about it now are you a yellowstone fan yeah, I've watched all of the
0: episodes. I'm a Kevin Costner fan.
1: Oh, I do love myself some Kevin Costner, Field of Dreams. But now, I love
0: him n- with yellow with the advent of Yellowstone, and it's so like everybody loves it. It's like the 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 big thing right now. We we tune in for Kevin Costner originally, but now we get Cole Hauser, who's the the tough guy ranch hand. Oh yeah, who is just soft on the inside and hard on the outside. He's like the perfect man kind of thing. So now we've got we got a, the the double tap there i watched it and
1: i didn't i it's a little dark for me and everyone's gonna go wait you're a murder watcher i know no 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 i get it 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 changes though it It does change it changes and as i was watching it number one and this is why a lot of people love the show the sister i yeah yeah she's so kevin
0: costner's daughter yes
1: yes the sister Beth yes Beth is so hardcore
0: mm-hmm.
1: and usually I like kick-ass women right she's next level but she's she's, she's something else she's next and level. I know that that character build-up is so good for the series and that's why a lot of people love it mm-hmm. for me it kind of put me in a in a dark place some of the stuff mm-hmm. and and it got a little old but I digress a bit but the reason I bring it up is because 1883 is basically um, a prequel to the entire Yellowstone series. Mm -hmm. Something I didn't realize until after I'd watched the first one and went and read what it was about. I mean I'm reading, I'm watching the first one and the reason I even started watching the first one is it looked interesting. I wasn't feeling good. Pull it up and the first scene from 1883 drew me in so much and the acting I thought was so well done that I couldn't take my eyes off of it
0: and this is the one with Faith Hill and Tim McGraw again
1: that's what I was just going to say as I'm sitting there and I'm like watching this and it gets into 15 minutes of it all of a sudden I'm like is that Tim McGraw (laughs) <laughs> looking dirty 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 very dirty, very dirty uh-huh. and very cool and very hardcore yep. taking care of business there's a feature of um, Tim McGraw Faith Hill and Isabel May and features a cameo appearance of Tom Hanks Rita Wilson and Billy Bob Thornton mm-hmm. so there it's is stacked it's stacked and I thought mm-hmm. people like this wouldn't get involved with a something like this unless it was well done and and it really really was really well done
0: well, it's that Taylor Sheridan, that guy. He did uh, Yellowstone, and now he's doing all these other sort of offshoots of Yellowstone, but he's also doing the Jeremy Renner show, the mayor of East Town. Mm. That's him. He did that great movie. Taylor Sheridan did that great movie called Wind River, which starred Jeremy Renner. And this has been a few years back, probably 2017. And it's about um, the death of indigenous women that don't get reported. Oh, yeah. I, but it's like a, it's a it's a, it's a tale yes. it's and it's a movie movie it's not a documentary and it's this guy can't lose he is on fire and I think with covid I think he just spent his entire time writing and now everything is in production and it's he's really good I agree and you know what yeah. I thought when I was watching this and I saw these
1: cast of characters that were just you know stacked like you say I think covid And also I I find it so refreshing and so awesome that actors are now, I mean, they're okay with becoming big screen actors or small Mm -hmm. screen actors. It didn't matter to them. They're lending their craft to everything
0: and anything. Without being like, oh, I'm too good for that, you know, like. Yeah, if you're an actor who's who's not getting regular gigs, that's kind of on you because there's so many options now. It's not just big screen. There's all these platforms that are that are creating their own. Yes, and it's you know you should. I love it. I love all of them. I don't think it's a downgrade for any uh, movie actor at all. No, and
1: that, and the I, ex- exciting part of this whole thing is even though I went through the entire series of 1883, the next series. Follows mm-hmm. the other groups of the next, next Dutton generation. generation, which mm-hmm. is 1923. Now, I have not watched that.
0: but I'm caught up on 1923. You've also watched that. It,
1: yep. It stars Helen Mirren and um, Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. And it's a prequel, again, to Yellowstone. But I'm super excited of watching it. Was it good? Is it something I should it's watch? Awesome.
0: It's better than the... What, what 1883. Is it? 18, what, what's it? It's better than 1883. It is. Why? Yeah. Um, the characters are a lot more interesting, and it's not quite as desperate. There's civilization. Yes. That, the, the being out on the Western Front and just hoping that you get to your location before winter sets in, Donner Party, is right. really hard for me to take. Um, that was a lot of stress. But this, yeah, this next one with Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren is excellent.
1: Yeah, they, really it, it basically, I think, spans the life of early 20th century amid pandemics, mm-hmm drought mm-hmm. and the great depression and prohibition yeah. yeah there's a lot happening yeah there's a lot a happening lot went on so it's going to be really really good
0: time. so good all right i'm glad you're into it i'm glad that i was able to hook you in <laughs> you're
1: welcome and it cost me some money i i'm <laughs> all in now i'm all in i bought That's paramount good. so i can
0: watch all of this
1: oh my you goodness. have to do that
0: you do no you do well it's not and this is not a recommendation this is just a follow-up you know every everyone has been talking about Yellowstone there's most most people have seen it or seen part of it but the other favorite that everyone's talking about that I have to give a shout out to is Ted Lasso Oh my gosh so I mean, freaking we, good we didn't know how much we needed it during the pandemic it was he sort of came out during mid to end pandemic and And is still just killing it and supposedly this is like the last season I think we're in like episode three or four of this last season and it is it harkens back to must see TV when you would make appointment TV like Thursday night I'm watching Laverne and Shirley and happy days this is like it's coming out Wednesday we got to clear the (laughs) clear the benches you know people (laughs) have criticized that whole idea because especially the new generation, they're used to binge
1: watching, right? They're not used yeah. to having to wait. They're a, a generation of now, 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 mm-hmm. instant gratification. There's something to be said for the anticipation of that show coming out.
0: Mm-hmm. It's great. I love, I love it, it. It's it's too. It's so great. Yeah. So give that a watch. If you if you haven't started Ted Lasso, just start from the beginning and just go through it. The characters are adorable and just it's so fun the way there it's there There is
1: set. some cussing, a lot of cussing in that. Oh, it's British. And, and as for the last show, the 1883, same thing. There is a lot of swear words, which really made me wonder if the swear words
0: were historically correct. Like, I don't think they're no, using they're the F word. Why did they throw they're that not. in? I don't know. I don't either. It doesn't seem... It doesn't need to happen. I don't but like do. it. I wish they wouldn't, but no one asked no, me. I agree. Okay. My next recommendation is a show called The Night Agent, mm. and it is on Netflix, and I... Uh, found this, my husband and I found it just sort of, you know, flipping through. But then within a week, both my mother in law, hey, what's up, mom, mm-hmm. and um, our friend Rhonda were texting me, going, Have you seen The Night Agent? Really? Have you seen the show? Yeah. So um we powered through it all the way, and it's got, it's only this first season, there's 11 episodes, and it's on Netflix. It's the premises, a low-level FBI agent works in the basement of the White House, manning a phone that never rings until the night it does, mm. propelling him into a conspiracy that leads all the way to the Oval Office. Wow. So it's, it's definitely got, like, government intrigue and, you know, a, a, an agent that, you know, uh, may have a dark past. And, of course, there's a little he's bit of a He's in the basement, plot, for goodness you know, sakes. There's a reason he's in, in the basement. basement. Yeah, he's in the basement, but he comes out of that basement, and uh man really makes a showing. So it's it's really fun. It's a great show. When
1: does it take place? Is it Modern Day? Modern Day. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I like it. It's Modern Day, and uh, the President of the United States is a woman. <gasps> well. A woman. What? They allow a woman <laughs> to be the president? And she actually, she doesn't have a huge part. She sort of comes and goes at, at very specific times, but... um. When she does show up, she like presents, you're not questioning it. It's like, no, that, that's her. That's the president. Yeah, maybe, maybe. They did a good job of casting good. her. Who is it? Is it anybody yeah. we, is it a well-known actress? Uh, her name is Car- Carrie Machette, M-A-T-C-H-E-T-T. She's a beautiful um, Canadian blonde woman. Mm-hmm. let me look really quickly what else she's been in, because I've seen her in a bunch of stuff, but I couldn't quite place her. Yeah, just looking through her IMDb, a lot of things that she's done um, is Canadian based, is Canadian television. Um, she's been she's been like she made an appearance on the show Elementary. Uh, she made an appearance on Heartland. She's been on The Good Doctor. You know, mm-hmm. she's been on just like one episode here and another episode there. So she's kind of a you know. Uh, an episodic player I don't know what you'd call her she's been on Criminal Minds but when you see her you'll, you'll know who she is she's a beautiful blonde woman anyway it's just The Night Agent it's on Netflix it's really just a fun good watch you don't have to be too into it it's pretty simple which I like yeah no brainer is good yeah and this isn't I don't want to undersell it it's not it's not completely no-brainer but it's less-brainer right right <laughs> well know? like 1883
1: yes. you got to be prepared for that the first one you talked yeah. about the Waco thing yeah. that's not that's
0: not light-watching no.
1: that's like no. a commitment to some emotional you know
0: stress Yeah. <laughs> completely and you got to be like all in or you're going to miss something you're like wait what did janet reno just do you know like if you're not really watching it you don't you're going to miss something so anyway this is janet this reno is a good i have one. not heard that name in so long oh she was an integral part of the waco so disaster. awesome Sorry, I'm, janet. I'm seriously
1: i'm writing all of these things down just so you know because i'm going to take your recommendations for sure Good. good well my last my last mm-hmm. recommendation is something that is old i mean it is it came out in um march of 2019 ah. at exactly right when the pandemic hit like right before <sighs> yeah. like right you know here we sick. are we're we watched this we're super excited and then the pandemic hits and then we're all waiting for it to come out the second season but it's
0: are you going to are you going to recommend the tiger king <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but I should have. That's pretty funny. No,
0: I know. Was awful. that just
1: the most awful thing? It's, it's, worse, it's so yeah. crazy that it's that it's actually like true. It's so, it's dumb. so unbelievable. Anyway, this is a docu series called Formula One: Drive to Survive. And again, yes. I tell anybody and everybody who wants to listen that you should watch it if you haven't, including my mother, who I really didn't think she'd take the recommendation and did and loved it. Oh. And she liked it. Yeah, Go-Go liked it. So, you know, if Formula One is one of those sports that has been big everywhere else but the United States. I mean, Mm. Europeans have been, this is like, they're, they're kind of irritated, to be honest with you, with all the hype now. Although it's been great for Formula One racing in general because it's opened it up to an audience of all around the world now. And the reason they did it, I mean, I don't know what their vision was. I don't know if they said, hey, we need to get more viewers with Formula One and more fans. Mm -hmm. If that's not what they tried to do, this is a byproduct because it has exploded. Formula One racing and the fans who love it. And it's all because of Formula One Drive to Survive. It is three. There's three seasons. Um, They're videoing and, and documenting right now season four. Oh my god. And you know, you know me and my husband, we had watched we used to watch NASCAR all the time. We used to go to NASCAR yeah. races. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. Sure it is. Not anything compared It's not anything oh, like this. Oh my gosh. They, for, first of all, they only yeah. go in a circle. So for that's like NASCAR goes in a circle. <laughs> yeah. This is next level. First of all, this is a multi-billion dollar program. Mm-hmm. Not the program itself, but the racing itself and the teams and Mm -hmm. so basically the drivers managers and team owners of formula one they are showing everything that's happening to both them on and off the track in this docuseries Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. it gives viewers exclusive intimate access to the people in one of the world's greatest competitions which is formula one it reveals a true story of high octane sport that's what the the write-up says which goes beyond Mm -hmm. The fight to be number one. There's also a battle for the heart, soul, and direction of the multi-billion dollar business. Storylines include Mm -hmm. changes that a team undergoes after an ownership change. And the pressure felt to outperform other drivers. And just to Mm -hmm. see the lifestyle and the difference and how they train and their personalities and where they've come from. It's
0: a must watch. I'm telling you, you will love it. I have to back up what you said, though, that this isn't it's it, it doesn't matter if you like sports or not, mm-hmm. because it's really not. It is it is about the sport, of course, but it's really not. It, they've done such a good job of producing this that you're in it. It's, it's more reality show, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. And you're getting to know these personalities. And then you come to love the sport when you first started watching it and you and Hod were telling us about it. My husband of course was all in. He was like, that sounds great. Let's go watch that. And I'm like, this just isn't for me. Okay. And I'm I know. I'm I'm a car gal. I love cars, mm-hmm. but I was like, this just isn't for me. And then and then I started watching it and it's it's the opposite of what you think it's going to be. It's not about cars <laughs> and racing. It, it is t- it's the, the like, cars take a second,
1: they take a back seat. Yes. No pun intended. To the personality. Right. Yeah.
0: To the personalities, That's right. yes, they do. Yeah, they've done such a good job. With that came two
1: other shows that I will just Briefly mentioned because it's by the same. It's got the same premise behind it. It's a docu drama docu series called Breakpoint, and mm-hmm. Breakpoint um, had eighty two percent Rotten Tomatoes. If anybody cares, oh. they loved it. Ninety two percent of Google Watchers loved that. Ninety eight percent of Google Watchers loved Formula One. So Breakpoint has to do with tennis, mm-hmm. and again, it's again. It's a behind-the-scenes look at the top lives of tennis players as they travel across the globe in four Grand Slams on the tour. Again, yeah. I didn't know anything about tennis, but because right. it personalized it for me, mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. it took you behind the scenes, and like you said, it's almost like a it's almost like a reality show, but it's not scripted and it's not no. it's it's literally they take the s- cameras and they're on them and you're watching
0: it. I didn't realize how mental tennis was. I dude. mean, dude, it's a, well, and I don't know if you were going to mention. There's one about the same series about golf, I, exactly. What's that one yes,
1: it's that's called Full Swing, and of course, we've watched okay. all of that
0: because we are. It's crazy. It's crazy. The amount of mental structure that goes into that game is unbelievable, and we were we were watching the one on Tony Fino. Oh, Yes, I think we were watching that with yes, you guys, you were. and. I was like openly weeping yes. because I loved him so much and his big poly family and how they're so committed to family but yet he's got he's got this career that he's got to tend to and that the family it's so it's so great I, it's so great and just by the way I met Tony Finau at the American yeah.
1: Express Open in La Quinta oh, just shout out to Tony Finau and his great he's so kind-hearted and he's so awesome but I'm telling you all of these shows full swing breakpoint and um formula one drive to survive are worth a watch especially for women who think that they don't like any of these things i'm telling you Mm -hmm. it personalizes it it brings it it tells a story you get to understand the psyche behind some of these things it's all well worth a watch if you're thinking that's Mm -hmm. not for me try it out i think you'd you'll be very pleasantly surprised
0: Okay, I I mean, I got to get caught up on my formula one. I think my husband went ahead and watched it without me, which that's a cardinal sin in marriage these days. I don't know what he was thinking. I know. But, you know, I I have to say when you're not with your husband a lot or they're like busy,
1: I binge watched a couple things and I don't want to say this because he might listen to this and I won't tell Uh him what show, but I watched it and then pretended like I didn't.
0: Oh, see, you're a good wife. (laughs) that's a good I didn't wife. want to hurt his that's feelings
1: not... like I couldn't no. wait for you because I was like home alone and I wanted to watch something and I just wanted to sit there so he's like did you watch it and I'm like no and then when we were watching I'm like oh
0: <laughs> oh baby this is the best show oh, wow I was Look like I acted
1: surprised and everything as it you know it's,
0: it's shocking <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh-huh Your good wife, Denise Cooper. Um, Okay, I have one more. Mm -hmm. One more and we'll wrap it up. Um, This is sort of the emotional favorite. My grandmother used to watch The Price is Right. Oh, mine too. I watched it all the time with Esther. All the time. Of course. All the time with Ruth. Um, And then in the evenings, depending on what evening it was, Lawrence Welk Show. Oh, absolutely. Lawrence Welk. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Loved Lawrence Welk. And then... Perry Mason oh we didn't watch Perry Mason grandma didn't watch Esther didn't watch I don't know if she did I didn't watch it with her Perry Mason um, was a series that was on TV and it starred Raymond Burr and he was the um, he was this lawyer Mm -hmm. this kind of gritty lawyer I don't remember that much about it well anyway except for the name well Perry Mason has made a comeback there's a new updated version and it started in 2020 just as the pandemic sort of Mm -hmm. kicked off it's on HBO Max you can also find it on Paramount and Pluto TV which I don't have but also Prime so your HBO Max your Prime and your Paramount you can find you can find the new gritty Perry Mason it the actor I don't know if you'll know him by name but you'll know him by looks his name is Matthew Reese Mm -hmm. and he's a Welsh actor did you ever watch The Americans that series The Americans where they're Russian they're Russian spies (laughs) he was the main guy in that Um, he's a terrific like a classically trained actor he's so good um anyway he's the star he's perry mason how does he look set in night that's the question fantastic so he doesn't look anything like raymond so good because that's what i'm asking i'm wanting to know is he good Mm -mm. to look at he is eye candy okay good for real yeah it's set in 1932 los angeles and the sets i don't know how they've done it there's a lot of green screen i'm gonna presume the sets are from 1932 Los Angeles, so you'll see areas that you recognize, oh, okay. but it's set in 1932, and it, Los Angeles was such a fascinating area because it was still kind of the wild, wild west, um, but still trying to become its own city and, and all of this. Anyway, he's, he's a down-and-out defense lawyer. Who takes on these cases he's the first season is a little confusing because he starts out as an investigator and you're like wait a minute like a private yes. investigator like a d- private detective and you're like wait a minute Perry Mason uh, he's a lawyer somewhere between season 1 and season 2 they rectify that and he becomes a lawyer and he's sort of a down-and-out defense lawyer and he's got some PTSD and he fought in a war and he's a very interesting character it's not something I would watch with the kids okay you, this is this is a late-night watch Um, So just just a warning right there. There's some interesting um, things that you aren't expecting to come up on screen and suddenly you're just face to face with it. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I looking at this right now? (laughs) But if you have any interest, I turned it on the first time because I was like Perry Mason I yes grandma thinking I was going to get that I didn't get that but I got something even better oh, that's so good. that's that's my final wreck is is a Perry Mason reboot a gritty reboot of Perry Mason with the with Matthew Reese who you just fall in love with
1: I I can't wait I, again I'm yeah. writing it down I cannot wait I would say that okay. everything I recommended also is not for children even the docuseries because there's cuss words and there's yeah. it's real life and they're you know they're
0: just be careful yeah just be careful but <laughs> just watch. good recommendations
1: mm-hmm. something fun yeah. i love the fact that you can watch quality tv on so many you can you can get a little bit of everything you're looking for it you can find it
0: on every platform anywhere it's yeah. just unbelievable yeah. Yeah. it's all And and people are getting real good at knowing what good TV is and producing that. You're not having to really just slub through some awful stuff. It's like, it's either good or it's not. We're either going to watch it or we're not. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So anyway, that's our, what are we calling this? Television Tuesday? I think it's
1: TV Tuesday or Television Tuesday. Tuesday. What you watching? You yeah. know, we're watching. We, we watch a lot of TV <laughs> and we'll have some more recommendations for you, I'm sure
0: we will in the meantime you can check out uh, the list will be on our blog toaveragegirlspodcast.com. it'll also be on our Instagram toaveragegirlspodcast. girls podcast you can email us um, at toaveragegirlspodcast average girls podcast and um, tell us on Instagram even you can message us and tell us what you're watching we would love to hear it and we'll circle back around and revisit it in the meantime we wish you would rate review and subscribe to our podcast and make sure that you're downloading it every Tuesday so there's no interruption in service in the meantime, I'm Ann Police, And I'm Denise Cooper. We're Two Average Girls. We'll see you next time.
1: Two Average Girls. Episodes
0: of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aidan Blumstein. Our social
1: media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Fries.